as full of BS as Dr. Wagner is, as fake as Dr. Wagner is, Vampiro is all the more fake. Dr. Wagner Jr., not a real doctor. Vampiro, he wants us to think he's a vampire. He wants us to think he's sucking blood. The only thing that fat ass is sucking down is root beer floats and chocolate shakes. Ladies and gentlemen, this is El Cochino, Tom Lawler, and I'd like to welcome you to the podcast that puts the lotion on its own skin, Lucha World. Bitchin'. What's going on? It has been a long time. This is Lucha World, episode number 89. I am Vandal the Love Handle Drummond, and I am here with the master, the engineer from Walnut Kills, California. The master and engineer of Lucha World, Freewheelin' Frito Esparza. Fredo, how you doing today? How come you never refer to yourself as the freak? It's always me, just Frito. That's right. I guess I go with that love handle. <laughs> okay, Vandal the love handle, the freak Drummond. I'm doing. I'm doing better than I was on Saturday night. Because because the Lakers. <laughs> Were you a bit chilly Saturday yes, night? Because the Lakers won last night. They beat the Celtics, and the Lakers are really bad. Yeah. But they still beat the Celtics, which Excellent. is always a good thing. It's kind of like the multi monkeys going over the. Yeah, Lakers. yeah, pretty much. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> but uh, yeah, Saturday wasn't. It was a good time, but it's like. We were kind of hoping for a little more and didn't get that. Yeah, yeah. it was a very interesting uh, journey we had. We headed out to Reseda uh, because there was a Lucha show featuring uh, one of our favorites, Ray Echicero. Yeah. And so we picked up our comrades, uh, Dan and Mary Lou Ferrin, had a good time having dinner with them. Then we headed to the sh- show. And had a little trouble finding it. It was in a literally in a back alley. Yes, I like that. We did. I didn't even bring that up. That was in the back alley. Like people were like, people were like, oh, I think people focus so much on, oh, is it California cold or East Coast cold? First of all, I've never been on the East Coast coast. So mm-hmm. I mean, cold for me is going to be anything from Texas to here. If it's like fifty degrees or less, it's going to yes. be cold for me. I, but um, <laughs> but then I totally forgot about it being in the back alley. Like it was like literally like. Yeah, if you went to the address, you would find some closed up. Uh, I don't even know what the store was. It was a store, yeah. It was a shop. Yeah, and then but you go into the back alley, and the ring was set up, and uh, and I think we still kind of thought maybe it's indoors, and this was because I didn't. I don't think we saw the, the the chairs exactly like we saw some chairs, but we didn't see it properly. Right. Until we like you you parked on the side, and we walked there, and we saw oh, it's outside. Or... And it seemed like like maybe that big tent had that partially surrounded the ring. Uh, Might have been, yeah. Maybe maybe they haven't finished putting it up and it's going to be an indoor tent show. But no, it was cold. And on top of the the cold, actually, I think we could have coped with. Yeah. But it was windy. Yeah, it was windy. And it was biting 
cold. And you didn't have a jacket either, so I think we were kind of yeah. like... Well, I did have my Grateful Dead yeah. blanket. I yes. could have gone with that. Like, and, you know, it's funny because I, whoops, a couple of people were like, why, why didn't you stay? It's like, well, you know, it wasn't just my choice. Right. There was like, there was four people, and then, like, I think it would have been kind of rude for us to, like, go and interview at Chisero. Actually, it would have been, first of all, it would have been kind of stupid to pay 20 bucks. Just to interview to, Just somebody. to interview somebody. When odds are he'll probably come back again at a later date. Or, you know, if he doesn't, there are literally thousands of interviews on YouTube where you could just get Absolutely. everything off of that. So it doesn't really matter. And there's going to be, and, you know, unless things radically change, there's still going to be a lot of things <laughs> yeah. coming to L.A. So, you know. Dep- it could change given Trump's. <laughs> now, if, um, if, if, I know it's true given uh, Trump's presence. We yes. never, never. If Sid never. Vicious can't travel from Tennessee. <laughs> To Cleveland, Ohio, because we're Trump, in trouble. Trump's keeping Sid Vicious down. Yes, man. you know we should have Sid Vicious be our poster yes. boy. That's what that has got to be the yes. funniest Sid Vicious story I ever heard. Even funnier than the scissors, you know. <laughs> yes. I guess I shouldn't joke about the scissors, but still, it's it's <laughs> it's funny. This this gigantic monstrosity of a man, you know, needed to rely on some scissors to uh, go I think he brought. I think he took a chair also. Funny. I can't remember what it was. He watches he took, too much wrestling. I think he took something. Is. He took something Sid out. Sid watches way too much wrestling, yeah. and he had to hit him with a chair. Yeah. And then he tried, probably tried to cut his hair off, but it was Arn Anderson, so there was nothing to cut off in the first place. The, so then we basically ended up going to Starbucks, and you kept calling Superboy to find out um, oh, how the situ- how, what the situation was like. <laughs> poor guy didn't want to be there either. So. I don't know. Totally. He kept, he kept, he kept uh, texting us back saying, it's cold. It's cold. If you come, bring blankets, please. I'm freezing. And he was, and he was even in his car up mm-hmm. until right before the show started. And he says, "Well, I have to go out now." And I texted back, "Don't do it." <laughs> I said, "We'll pray for him." Yeah. But um, you know, the 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 other thing was that Hachisara was here for Oxnard. Also, it wasn't just two. He was here for two shows. Yeah. And unfortunately, the, the Ox, we chose to go to this show. Had we known it was outdoors and going to be this oh, cold? Oh, been a whole different... Um, with about a week in advance, yeah. maybe we probably would have, like, unless yeah. you in would change future, plans, In the future, we'll, we'll do the extra uh, miles and take it to Oxnard. Yeah, just because we know it's an yeah. indoor, it's inside a restaurant. And that's such a cool little place, yeah, a restaurant yeah. up in Oxnard. I, <laughs> I love it. It's like this old field downtown. You know, they even have one of those ancient movie theaters that has somehow uh, survived the wrecking ball it's uh, there's the ambience and you know our 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 third the third wheel the third member of our um of our wolf pack dan Farron, could enjoy two hours outdoors of the restaurant waiting for an interview like we did <laughs> with narrow casas <laughs> that's right yeah. that's right so um i should mention this before um before we continue um i changed the feed for the podcast yes to um the the Podbean feed on iTunes. Mm-hmm. So now, and it allowed me to increase the, the amount of um, audio on iTunes. So now you basically have all 134 oh, audio, excellent. whether it be Lucha World Podcast, Slam and Stand, mm-hmm. the previews to Lucha Classica, the the freak Lucha Classicas, all the interviews we that we've done with like, I I think we've done them with Puma, Tiger, Aerostar, Nero Casas, all of them are all on there. I think the only thing that isn't on there is like the the Lucha Underground interviews because they were so short. Yes, but I think they might be on there. I think we. I think Macias's one is actually. There. You're, you're amassing quite a treasure trove. Um, and tell tell people not familiar how the Patreon. Uh, the Patreon was well, it's Patreon, sep- this separate. This is separate. Okay. Um, 
Yeah, you just go to patreon.com slash lucha world and you could get the the lucha classica podcast and i guess we'll at some point add more stuff to it i haven't done anything i was gonna do some stuff in late december early january but i i was telling you at the show that i i kept getting sick for some reason i got i got the flu right after christmas lucky you and then uh i think a week later i suffered on food poisoning (laughs) i haven't had that in 30 something years but that is the worst so i i feel for you it's like just the mention of food poisoning gives me flashbacks yeah so in between Uh, that stuff it was like it was and really the holidays hitting those for some reason the holidays hit on monday so it basically took away the the weekend and the and the monday so i I basically was like both you and i were unusually busy for this past month i mean yeah because i i Cause I don't. I, I think before we got together Saturday, I think we hadn't really been in touch for a good three weeks or something like yeah. that. Yeah. You know? Well, you contacted me on in, in like this like the week before Christmas. Yeah, that's true. Yes. Because of the of the Echiseto appearances. Yes. Um, but like on like actually talking, mm-hmm. I think we talked in early December and then we talked again like later on, but it was really one of those. It was weird. Like, and then there was really nothing going on for like mm-hmm. like a while. There was just like you know the cage match. The Salmon Dodge Narcotics. Yes. Um, AAA hasn't really done anything. Their, their next big show is in Guerra de Titanes, which is this weekend. Uh, other than that, there's nothing else that's been going mm-hmm. on. And then all of a sudden, everything happened. Like, there's been more news of late. Right. Stuff like that. Um, well, and in fact, I guess uh, something we should do is tell people my big news and why there is no excuse for me to not watch wrestling <laughs> although although you did it this week <laughs> no i didn't this week i will i will tell you that i i i've told he's people, not he's not people i was telling people i i didn't binge watch any wrestling i i binge watched uh the new series prime suspect tennyson uh which is a prequel to the helen mirren masterpiece yeah um but no, there is no. The girl on that's really attractive too. She's a cutie. Yeah. Yes, she's very cute. Um, but uh, the reason I have no excuse is because as of January eighteenth, uh, I joined the ranks of the senior citizens. I retired from my job at the <laughs> County of Orange, and uh, yeah, <laughs> it's a very surreal feeling. I, I like how when you retired, everybody thought you retired from wrestling. And you actually never retired from that. You just don't do it. No, no, yeah. I'll never say retire from wrestling because the moment you say I retire, someone's gonna some, somebody wants to use you just just by sheer coincidence. Well, when Pearl when Pearl Junior passed away, remember you were basically saying you weren't gonna do it anymore, and you were even talking to Superboy about it. Mm-hmm. And then Superboy was already that, that same day was trying to talk to you into like working his next show. In or fact, something. in fact, he, he <laughs> I think you talk, did. I he, think he told me yeah, I'm working the show. Yeah. 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 It was it was his show, uh, his benefit for Tritone. Yeah. And he just says, you're going to be working that show. And I go, well, we'll say, well, you're going to be working that show. Yeah, I so go, okay, like, I'm not going to argue too much with Super Bowl. So it's like, why bother saying it at that point? But yeah, you're retired, and I guess we should break the news that now we're going to start doing six-hour podcasts. <laughs> three, day, three days a week. If you're listening to this, yes. you should probably look at the, 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 the time on this. This is actually six hours. <laughs> That's right. We we have a whole arsenal of audio chips that we're just gonna keep replacing yes. when when it runs out, and we're gonna have some. I don't. Th- you know, someday we should do something just weird like that, where I don't know, we just uh, get a bunch of coffee and diet coke and just just ramble about nonsense for five straight hours and see. Well, if anybody well you know that like for Patreon for sure, the the largest file size is like two hundred megabytes, and that's like a. 
I would guess that was that's close to four hours, depending on mm-hmm. the audio quality. So it's like I don't know how the, I don't know how Bix and Chris do it, but you know, yeah, that's, me neither. It's crazy. That's that's um, you know, yeah, that's so. motivation. So. So yes, I, I had a be speaking a bit... of you retire of retiring from your real job, mm-hmm. coming back and unretiring from pro wrestling. Vampiro, how excited are you, Vampiro making his comeback? Oh boy, I can hardly wait. <laughs> Gee, I think we should fly to Mexico right away so uh, we can see his uh... I, I'm guessing that's probably the hint for the next big um feud in Triple A is probably gonna be Vampiro and Mundo or something. Eh. <coughs> Which I don't know how excited you are about that. Not at all. Not at all. Are you gonna watch Guerra de if if Guerra de Titanes airs on online um, live mm-hmm. on Friday? Are you gonna watch that? Hmm. No. No. It's actually a good card. Well, okay, maybe I can be. Tempted. You could probably. You could probably. I think it's better just to wait for them to air the TV version, where it's an hour ten minutes. <laughs> but my my fear my fear in doing that is that somebody's gonna leave AAA and then they won't air that one match that's oh. actually good. Because it's happened they before. They will do that, huh? Yeah, it's happened before. I think it happened with um. I think it happened with Penta when wow. Penta left. Remember, um, he he left when they all jumped to the crash and stuff like that, like in early January. Yes. It happened with a couple of people. It's it's all confusing. <laughs> it's 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 horrible. I don't know. Oh, what a uh, bummer. I yeah. Mean, weird. It it's just so strange thinking about how when that promotion first launched, it looked like it was going to just take over wrestling. I mean. Yeah. And it's weird to see how many uh, hills and valleys it's, and, and the valleys have been really low, low, uh, uh, volcanic. Well, well you heard. Um, I told you about it at on Saturday. Cranio's comments on AAA. Um, he was asked what he thought about psychosis and hyster- hysteria returning to AAA, mm-hmm. and he kind of he called them he called them prostitutes. He's like because they, they he's like I don't understand they had this legal battle with AAA for eight or nine years. He's like it wasn't even like a it was a bitter legal battle. Yes. It, and and like still like when did I I interviewed him a year prior to him jumping to AAA. He mm-hmm. still was pissed like that psychosis guy was still pissed wow. about it. Remember when we were talking about it, he was still kind of like he's like oh they don't know my name and all this stuff. And so so Cranio's like Cranio's like how could anyone do that? That's that's um that's disturbing to uh, to it, me. It's like at it's, the same time, it's wrestling. Yeah, and then he, he called he and then he called AAA and um, and uh, Maricela and Dorian Roldan trash. So I thought that was pretty wow. funny. Yeah. Wow. Speaking of other people who are coming back, mm-hmm. uh, Conan. Since our last podcast, Conan lost his job with the crash. <laughs> I, now, now the story with that is he got involved with that new promotion is out of Kentucky. Aero Lucha. Aero Lucha. Yeah. Well, they're out of Tennessee. I think. Tennessee. Okay. Yeah. Because it's Getting the Harris Twins. State yeah. Story. Well, they're gonna run all over the place. They ran in Texas. Right. I think they're gonna try to run in Los Angeles. They're just running shows. Um, it's the Harris Twins. Remember we saw them at the mm-hmm. Steve Payne show. They followed me on Twitter too, which very cool. Kind of. Re- I kind of now I kind of regret not talking to. Them. <laughs> We Ron, might have a chance again. Ron or Don Harris, because maybe he would have given me some insight. I could have gotten some good. Um, he could have given me some tickets. Too. Ron or Don or yeah. Ron. Or yeah, John. Ron or Don. Because I, I knew I recognized the other guy. The other guy, his, um, I guess he's the other owner of the mm-hmm. of that promotion, and he's on Twitter, and he was the first one that was starting like to break news on that promotion. Right. So I saw. I was like, hey, I saw that guy. He was the short one that was with uh, Ron or Don. Uh, <laughs> yeah. So Conan got fired. Well, they didn't get fired. I guess you, they. I don't know if it's fired or just like split parted ways. Right. With the crash, but now he's back in Mexico. Ah. With the latest 
he just made his day his return um, this past Sunday for Ooh. MD for the MDA promotion out of Monterey. MDA. MDA. M- Muscular Dystrophy Association. <laughs> yeah. That's very sweet. Yes. I thought we're gonna see a kinder, gentler Conan. So he he made his way. Um, it was basically in the main event. Alberto and um, Ray Wagner, Dr. Mm-hmm. Wagner Jr. versus um, Zorro. Actually, it was Alberto and Ultimo Dragon mm-hmm. versus Dr. Wagner Jr. and El Zorro. And during the match, these hooded guys, hooded people, showed up and attacked Alberto. And um, as this is going on, you see one is one is staying outside and the other three are inside. And once they've pretty much taken over and taken care of um, Alberto, Dr. Wagner made his way back to help Alberto. He got attacked also. Once that all kind of settled down and Zoro was hitting them with the cane and stuff, Zoro unmasked, removed the hoods off everyone to reveal Conan's new faction that is now called Mad. Mad. After Mad Magazine? <laughs> yes, maybe. <laughs> Mad, Mad Invades MDA. The, uh, the, the people under the hoods were Kevin Cross, formerly from AAA. Well, I was, I was going to guess Alfred E. Newman. Yeah, no, but it's Kevin Esther, Cross. Esther to Esther. Did you ever see Kevin Cross, Russell? I never have, Okay. No. Yeah, I know. The only time you might have heard of Kevin Cross was that one, um, that our one listener that that was telling us how he thought he was pretty better from the matches he watched in yes. um, Las Vegas. Um, Kevin Cross, Juventud Guerrera, ah, Hoovy and Conan together again. <laughs> this this is the adventure. This is gonna be a buddy movie. Yes, and the third the third hooded person was. Okay, third. Guess who it was? Uh, uh, I said person. I Hel- said Hell Kid. No, it was per- person. Oh, so it might have been a chick. Oh dear. Uh, sexy star. I don't yes, know. <laughs> you got it first. First one. Yes. Oh my sexy lord. Sexy Dulce is uh, part of this group. So it's basically Zoro is also part of the group. So <laughs> Zoro is now part of two factions that have. Uh, he's part of Rebellion Roja, depending on on the mood or where he's at. Mm-hmm. I'm guessing he's off that group now because he's not with the Crash. So um, Conan cut a promo ripping MDA and the Crash and the, the fans of Monterey. And he basically vowed revenge on the MDA promoter who had talked shit about him in the past. It's part of the storyline yes. and stuff like that. But um, So that's the new thing. Conan was the fourth hooded person, by the way, also. Um, very exciting news. Um, I'm sure you look forward to this huge faction on independent shows that no one's really going to watch other than those couple of people that are attending I, 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 the show. I want to say I look forward to reading a recap of every show and then I am uh, look forward to reading any uh, newsworthy the, stories about what goes down between the various uh, characters there or behind watch, the scenes. Or watching the three-minute highlights. And that's oh, basically God. your day. <laughs> that's basically it. Like, I watch the three-minute no, highlights. That's a good solution to say, okay, I watch a little AAA. You just watch Well, it's not AAA, so it's not AAA. Not AAA, AAA but yeah. you know what I'm saying. Yeah. Um, what, now, um, I'm totally unfamiliar with the MDA promotion. What's the scoop behind it? MDA's basically kind of like elite. All those groups that came up around the crash. Um, mm-hmm. All these groups, but they've been able to last a little longer. They, they've had relationships with um, CMLL. Mm-hmm. Um, Lucha Memes, the other an, an indie promotion. Oh yes, yes. Um, all these different promotions, but they always end up like I think it ends up falling apart. They've always had issues with the Monterey in Monterey. Yeah. They've always had some. There's always, but the Monterey area, there's always been some issues between the people that run other groups, and they were at one point all the groups running like comp like as competition. Mm-hmm. So nobody was drawing until finally like a bunch of them like got together and said, you know what, let's figure it out more or less. Mm-hmm. Let's not all run the same day. Let's pick a week. And then, like, you schedule it so that way we don't burn other people. I think 
I, I don't know. I think they're the ones that like refuse to do it. Mm-hmm. But like um, Revolucha was okay with it, and all these right. other groups were okay with it. But yeah, MDA is like you know it's they've also had the LA Park um, um, Rush feud on their shows. Oh, that was that. Yeah, was they've them? had. Well, they've had it. But okay. there's been there's been a lot of like if you're an indie promotion looking to like make a splash that's one of the few oh, that I'd you love use. To have those two. Uh, so basically, but now MDA I think I'm guessing they must have they're probably not I don't know if they're not going to use LA Park but if you're using Conan mm-hmm. odds are LA Park's not going to be be part of that because <laughs> LA Park's now with um the Crash although I don't even know I haven't really seen I don't know if he's still with them or not. Mm-hmm. It's one with, of those. With LA Park you never know. Yeah, with them it's all a mess you know yeah. but. Yeah, Alberto's weekend was pretty uh, interesting. He had that show on Sunday, but on on Saturday mm-hmm. he ran his um, benefit show, his earthquake benefit show. They got canceled, I think, in November mm-hmm. or October, November, somewhere in that time time period. Um, it got it got because uh, of the they closed the building and stuff like that. Mm. So then um, he finally had it at a bigger venue. Um, he had a couple of surprises on the show. Um, actually, Caristico worked that show. Oh, very good. So, Dr. Wagner also, and Hijo Fantasma worked. So, actually, that's a show where, um, you know, talent from various promotions worked. Uh, Alberto, after that show, it's not, it wouldn't be a, an Alberto show without controversy. Absolutely. He basically ripped a government official for, like, asking for 250 free tickets and all these, like, he just, like, how he was very, um, unco- un- like, he wasn't cooperative and stuff like that. And so, like afterwards, the they talked to the the government official, mm-hmm. and he was like, "I didn't, I didn't ask for two hundred fifty tickets. I asked for like the the forty tickets for the people that helped, you know, set mm-hmm. up, you know, clean the, the place up and all that stuff. It wasn't anywhere that amount." And he was kind of, and then like, and so then um, Alberto comes out. He's like, "Well, you know, I would, I didn't mean to finger point at anybody, and I don't want him to lose the job." <laughs> I didn't like, mean to finger point. Yeah, when you bring yeah. Him he brings up his name. <laughs> I think his name was Hector Garcia or Henry Garcia. Yeah. You were the person that fucked me over. <laughs> you did this, and it's like, dude, come on. So wow. it's like, it's kind of, you know, it's the it's, whole it's the typical saga. Alberto thing. Yeah, yeah, really? yeah. So I think this show's pretty much just gonna be all CMLL from this point forward. <laughs> <laughs> uh, there really hasn't. Um, have you heard they're gonna they're gonna uh, make a Santo TV series or um, I don't know if it's a. Um, the way Cubs fan and Dr. Um, Dave Meltzer wrote it, mm-hmm. although Dave Meltzer got it off um, Cubs fan. Mm-hmm. I mean, let's not let's yeah. not let's not kid ourselves, because uh, he he said movie, right. but when I read it, it said series. Mm. But it could be one of those like um, mini series, you know, kind of like, like the Blue Demon. Yeah, no, yeah. well, the, that that was more of a telenovela than anything. Oh, okay. Else. Yeah, but I they're gonna do something like that. Hijo Santos is gonna be involved, mm-hmm. uh, and he said it's gonna be very much realistic and oh. stuff like that. But it's probably not. Yeah. So yeah. you know, it'll be interesting to see what I'm, means I'm looking that. forward. I'm hoping they bring in some of the the characters from the Blue Demon TV series, <laughs> like, oh, I, like Black Wind okay. as Black Shadow, because they can't use. I don't think they're gonna be allowed to use the That's names. That's funny. So who knows? Black maybe? Wind. Yes. That's what a charismatic yes, yes. name. He got, hey Spanish. man, he got mugged twice. Come on, leave him alone. <laughs> he got mugged. Somehow he got mugged tw- two or three. Actually, he got mugged more than than twice. Blue Demon and him got mugged twice together. What? He got mugged multiple times. <laughs> wow. Yeah, you missed the show. You, you, you and that was just season one. You didn't you didn't catch season two. Well, it, it you know one of the things that always intrigues me about the really uh, famous. Uh, uh, TV shows or the detectives like whenever uh, Elena and I watched Rockford Files or I'd watch uh, Randall and Hopkirk deceased uh, which was released here in the states as my partner the ghost 
the poor detectives in all these series, whether it's those or Raymond Chandler novels, they get so many blows to the head. Yes, yes. And Elena and I were saying, you know, it, they should yes. put a bit of realism where they start having memory loss. And, and it's still, like, if you watch current ones, yeah. they all have that. Like, they, they get they bumped, get bumped the in the head. head. Like, like they, especially the British, because the British, I guess they don't, they don't allow to carry guns. Unless, right. you're, unless you're like going to get somebody who actually you know has a gun yes so like if you don't know they have a gun they don't they just walk in there and it's like and the first thing you know like everyone i know it's like hey, he's gonna get hit in the back of his head <laughs> it's like yes he does every single one of them from from morse lewis uh, i think tennyson might have also gotten hit at least once in the back of the head uh, she didn't get she didn't get hit as much as the other people right but every single uh every single series detective series has that yeah. uh midsummer series uh murders and all that stuff and, and in fact, that, would, that would be an interesting detective series an ex-nfl player who already has some brain damage <laughs> yes. goes in there and he keeps getting hit oh, in the man, head that's... I want to go back to the NFL where, where they at least did it civilly. Man, I was watching the, um, ESPN. They were doing a feature on this um, football player named Ricky Dixon. Mm-hmm. That dude looked, man, from all the headshots and stuff, he's Whoa. basically, he has ALS. Oh, man. So he's just like, he's confined to his bed. It looks really yeah, bad. Yeah, my, my youngest godson did football in high school. and He's pretty good. But yeah. I'm, glad, I'm glad he's not a foot taller and a lot heavier because... Then he might have been tempted to, you know, try to do it in college, and um, yeah, you know, I, I would have had to break his legs. Like even something. with wrestling, when you see the guys get hit in the head or oh, like God. land on their head, and it's like That's you, my... you wonder why. And then you know the bad thing is like everybody like complains about like the the the, the risk level. Mm-hmm. Like when Barbara Carbonara does that dive and stuff like that. They're concentrating on the diet, but they're not realizing that the entire match itself is all a risk. You know, it the is. entire match it itself. Really like, is. like we've had, we've seen guys like suffer torn ACLs just jumping into the ring. Human tornado basically oh, it was yes, never the same after yes. that. But it's like you have all these other people that have had in, like headshot. Like they're focusing on that without realizing, oh, that guy's head of, like land. Like he's getting dropped on his head like a power well, bomb. It, it, so. Yeah, exactly. And it's 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 funny that it's almost a badge of honor to be hurt now. Where. Mm-hmm. Back in the day, no matter how tough and badass you were, you know, the people I knew at least, it's like you're doing it and trying to minimize the pain, you know, you're, you're not trying to. That's why I don't get on you for having, for getting everything, for getting like showing up to shows and for podcasts <laughs> and stuff, because I figure it's like from from your years in the wrestling ring. <laughs> well, I'd like to claim it's that, but I've been this way since I was uh, out of the womb. So, so. so before CMLL's uh, 2008 started, um, 2018, I mean. Uh, I, I know, 2008. <laughs> this, this is the Lucha You're missing the Mystico days. Yes, yes, I, I actually am. Yeah. Um, well, no, because now we're getting changes. 2018 is the year of change within CMLL. Oh. Um, they had actually had a pretty good um, finish with the Volador Jr. Caristico feed. I'm guessing you didn't see no, any I of it. No, I did not. It's a shame, Kurt. <laughs> It's a shame. You don't watch any any wrestling. But I, saw, I, I still think... I saw I, two matches in the last month, and, and we'll talk about those. I still now. crack up when people, like, when they ask me, um, when they ask me, you should have Kurt... Um, did you watch the girl... Oh, speak, did you watch the girl my Jr. versus um, Hechicero match for Lampago? I have not seen that yet. I remember... There you go, Mark. Yeah. <laughs> See? Like, because everybody always asks me, you should tell Kurt. And I'm like, no, I stopped doing that years ago. Like, they can I, tell me. Uh, yeah, they could tell yeah, you. You're on Facebook. They could, they could, they could yeah. tweet you and stuff like that. And you want, doesn't mean you're going to watch it, but, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. you know, they could actually cut me. I, I don't have to be the middleman in I all this. I do like getting the heads up. Yeah. I mean, there's certain things like uh, the match that I raved about 
multiple times on this show was the uh, Increíbles match from early last year. Yeah, that was my match of the year for 2017. Same year, Valiente and Volador Jr. Um, no, not what, what am I talking about? Uh, Barbo Cavernario and Volador Jr. Versus Valiente and Ultimo Guerrero. Yeah, that that was one of my favorite the matches. The Soberano Jr. team with um, Volador Jr. later. Hmm? Soberano Jr. team with Volador Jr. later, but you missed that entire like, oh, series. Oh, man, I missed something good. You missed the good red levels Increíbles with... Um, Volador Jr., um, Volador Jr., Terrible, and Mystico versus Sobrano Jr., Ultimo Guerrero, and Caristico. Wow. You missed that. That's when, that's basically when Volador Jr. called Caristico his daddy. He, that he was his daddy. (laughs) And it led to all this, like, these fun little, uh, back and forths between them. Caristico calling, saying that daddy's home. (laughs) It's a really good, uh, uh, but basically, uh, I was going to say something and I forgot about it, but uh, I'll, it'll come back to me later. Uh, 2018, the year of change. And actually, we started it off. You actually watched one of the, the first big matches of the year. Nero Casas versus Sam Adonis. Yes. Uh, what did you think of that match? Uh, enjoyed it. That was a shitty change, by the way, because we got a change that was kind of forced on us. <laughs> <laughs> uh, as usual, Doug Casas' performance, you know... Uh, Adonis works the gimmick well. Uh, of course, what I was paying attention to the most was after uh, the 450 that injured Casas. It was kind of hard to watch the match because <clears throat> knowing that that was the move that broke his ribs and you know, yeah. knowing because you did you watch it afterwards? You don't watch it live, right? No, I didn't. Yeah. No, I, I nobody watched it live because yeah. it was New Year's Day. <laughs> <laughs> well, and all I knew is that he had broken his ribs with Sam Adonis in the yeah. match. I didn't know it was that match, and yeah. so. When I saw him favoring, you know, his ribs and that kind of thing after, you know, taking the move, I'm like, oh man, even watching a body slam hurts because I've had rib injuries before and it just hurts to breathe in. Yeah. You, you know. And you know, the, the worst thing is like this, the, actually, I think I did watch that match live. I just didn't really pay attention to the rest of it. The show, the mm-hmm. show itself, I just kind of like, right. I think I did watch that live because I think the semi-main event. I think you branched. That was the Dinamitas. Yes, I was. Yeah, then I oh did. I did watch it live. I skipped the min. The I think somehow I I don't remember how I watched the opener, but I just like kind of just got because it was earlier in the day that um it was like at three or four in the mm-hmm. year. Yeah, the, the I did Dina, watch it. Live. The Dinamitas are like the best thing to happen to CML in a long, long yeah. time. I mean, <clears throat> never have I seen people who are utilizing modern day moves but I'm just se- glad you, but selling I, I, like classic heels I'm just glad you remember them now <laughs> yeah I know I am too believe me believe me it's gonna be the best thing about retirement that, that, that was the best part that one episode people probably don't realize this I actually had to edit out like 10, 10 15 minutes of that show because you couldn't remember the, the, and I'm glad you did because because I, I I had seen a match of theirs I totally forgot yeah, that I saw a match yeah. of hers and I could not remember yeah and then next time I saw them I you were like oh they're awesome yeah and I was saying shame on me for not remembering because these guys are, those guys are just yeah. really good worker I mean uh, you know they kind of put the art of the tag team back in focus I mean it's not just the regular and trio and trio also they, yeah they, the, exactly the trio is yes. really good uh, oh, but the, the Sam 450 splash I thought was really cool mm-hmm. and I think I think I, I thought that was probably the best performance I saw Sam Adonis of Sam Adonis in Mexico because I think the Blue Panther match was good mm-hmm. 
Oh, this was much better, though. I think as far as him, what he was able yeah. to do in the ring, I think he did a little more than with Blue Panther, where Blue Panther and him were more of um, brawling, yeah. doing more no, stuff. No, this was a This much, was kind of like Sam kind of trying trying to get more out of it. And, and it was just a cost yes, hanging in It was there a shame that Nero got hurt, but... <clears throat> but man, he even after he got hurt, he did a great job. Yeah, missing three months. That's the yeah. change. That's the bad news. That's the bad news because it news. means he did not go to yeah. Japan. Yeah, and, and instead we got, oh, drone and... Um, <laughs> although drone was already announced, but um, we'll talk about drone in a bit. But um, I did watch. You haven't watched any of the Fantastic Mania shows, right? No, I have not. Um, I only watched the night one. I'll probably do the final two, like on an upcoming podcast. Mm-hmm. But the first one, actually, the other two that apparently weren't as great. But night, uh, actually, the the January nineteenth. I should mention there were four shows that actually aired. I think there was seven or eight shows in total mm-hmm. but they only they're only airing four i think oh one of them aired on samurai tv i haven't watched that one the first the first day and i'm talking about the january 19th show mm-hmm. really good mm, start okay. to finish really good um it had a really great um i actually like i hate ingor bernablis matches mm-hmm. and this was like the first ingor bernablis match that was actually good first of all because it had the J- the japan guys and didn't have Pierrot or la mascara yes. Pierrot or la mascara are like the like making me watch them wrestle is like making me like it's like tying me to the chair and watching it. You feel like kind of like it's kind of like watching Thunder and Nitro like, all over like, again. Like a Malcolm McDowell and Clockwork Orange being tied down to the seat and is like yeah, propped. That's over. how it is. Well, this, Ludwig von. Th- th- this one had Rush teaming up with Bushi, Takahashi, and Naido. Mm-hmm. Takahashi, of course, being Kamatachi, uh, and they they wrestled Dragon Lee Kawato, who's going to be in. Um, in CMLL, mm-hmm. one of the New Japan guys, um, Kojima and Star Junior, and I thought it was worth it just to see Star Junior versus Rush, because oh we are never gonna see Star Junior versus Rush <laughs> in Mexico. Like I was watching this, and Star Junior did a, a tornillo to the outside on Rush. Rush beat the crap out of him. Star Junior was like he was basically the guy that was getting beat down in this match. Right. So he's basically getting his mask ripped off. He he kind of he kind of looked like. I'm, I imagine him looking like Jack Evans, basically, because he's he kind of he's light skinned he's uh-huh. light skinned Me- Mexican guy. It's like man, he kind of looks like he, he'd be like a Jack. He could be Jack Evans' kid brother or something. But <laughs> yeah, they, that was basically Rush beating him. And then you know you get all these other guys getting involved, and suddenly you get Dragon Lee versus um, Takahashi, mm-hmm. which has been probably one of the best feuds. Wow. Of the last, well, you've seen. Yeah, them. I've seen them in Mexico. And they get in there, and they still they still went at it. Really fun match. The opener was pretty good. Okumura and Fuego. Fuego mm-hmm. did a lot of um, did more did more than uh, the opening matches in uh, in CMLL. Um, unfortunately, Kojima, I think on the last day of the tour, tore his ACL. Yikes! So that's unfortunate. He's forty seven. So, so Star Junior, I was I was surprised to see him on the tour. Yeah, yeah. I mean, you were, I'm happy. You were surprised they even remembered him. <laughs> yeah, and I'm, I'm 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 happy for him. I you mean, know that's... who you know who also went on the tour? Um, so- Sofia Alonso. So really, Paco's daughter. Really, she's in charge of um, like the business side of things. Like, not not in not in charge, but she's part of it. Like, she's the commercial director, um, which I think that's more about like getting them more business. You know, like the tours. So CML and stuff is like that. still very much a family-run company. Yeah, because um, Gala Lutaroth is yeah. um, she handles. It, it, it kind of reminds me of the we've talked about it. It kind of reminds me of the the Lakers um, franchise. Where the family's still involved. Oh, yes, yes. family and all that. Oh, that's right. Because all the kids, all the kids at one point were involved. They fired one. They got rid, <laughs> they got rid of the crazy one. Um, but um, Jeannie's in charge of the entire thing, the business right. thing. Then um, one of the other um, daughters handles the charity work. 
And then one of the other sons, the younger sons, is the is a, I think he's now part of the front office. Mm-hmm. And then there's another son that handles the the um, the 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 minor the minor developmental league. Yes, the team, the, the developmental team, the farm league. Yeah, the farm league. Yeah. So they do, and I kind of imagine that's what CML is becoming. Like they have a lot of people involved in all that. Um, Atlantis made his way back. In uh, in Fantastic, I Man. saw his name on the roster. How was he looking uh, from the... this match? He was in with Drone, Mystico, Volador Jr. versus um, Carbonario, Puma, Ultimo Girl, and Disturbio. Mm-hmm. He looked pretty good, um, but he didn't wrestle that much. Mm-hmm. I think I think I think they kind of covered for him on this because he really didn't do that much. He just did uh... his, his sig- he got some <laughs> big signature Atlanta finish. Mm-hmm. But I guess from from what from looking at photos. My whole thing, like, if I don't see a, a wrestler, like, getting a lot of photos, like, he's not in a lot of photos, he's either bad mm-hmm. or he's not looking good. Yeah. So, that's what I'm, gotcha. I'm guessing. Disturbio on blew his hamstring, I think, in the, like, he, he kind of, like, he, oh, he, man. Got, he got... This was injury he went, mania. Like, he went lame in that, but um, uh-huh. he still looked good on Disturbio. I'm surprised he went to the on the tour, like, but he was, he, he was there. Um, but the matches that were, um, then Quattro won... He beat Angelero to win the middleweight title, the awesome. CML World Middleweight awesome. title. So now, Quattro holds the CML World Middleweight title. He is one third of the Mexican National Trios champions. Mm-hmm. He is one third of the Occidente Trios champions, and I think he. Oh, and he is the Arena Coliseo Tag Team Champion. One half of the Arena Coliseo Tag Team Champions. So he has four belts now. Quattro. Damn. Sansone has and, three. And, and with, with Luchador's... Forrestero only has good. two. Universal does me Junior doesn't have one. How disappointed. How disappointed. I'm going to ask that. Are you he guys... must feel like yes. the odd man out. Are you guys disappointed? But, but seriously, this is, the type of thing, this is the type of things that make a chan- make, can make championship reigns mean something. You have somebody with all these belts and... It being CML, I will never even see that. Yeah, that's true. That's true. But I mean... It, it's this, cool, though. It's but cool. these are guys who can actually make it mean yeah. something. Yeah. I mean, the, these yeah. guys are not just any luchadors. Yeah, this match was good, too. So this match mm-hmm. was pretty good. Um, it wasn't as good as the, the, the final two matches. Mm-hmm. The, the semi-main event was Soberano Jr. beating Sansone. That match was really good. Oh, my God. I that was really imagine. good. But I think it's also they're more familiar. There's a little more familiarity in singles matches between them two. And then the main event was Niebla Roja versus Gran Guerrero. And um, mm-hmm. Niebla Roja and... I was kind of expecting that they wouldn't get like the same reaction from the crowd. Mm-hmm. But the crowd loved the match. Oh, wow. And it was actually really good. That's it was cool. really good. That's Niebla cool. Roja's really them. improved. Like I think him transitioning from being a Rudo and that style mm-hmm. he was working to like an all-out technical, like, you know, pretty boy... Dressed as He Man, yeah. I didn't. I didn't like the bow. The he had a bow tie look with him. Oh like dear! The, like the fabulous one. Yeah, I did but not, it doesn't quite come off. I didn't like approve the of that. Ones. Like in, the, in two thousand, you you know, in two thousand eighteen, <laughs> that doesn't work. Yeah, in, in nineteen eighty two, when the fabulous ones were doing that, um, it was cheesy. But it, at least they had the top hats, and it it looks. It, what it was so funny because that was a very regional thing because they're in Tennessee when they had all those videos of them in their tight blue jeans. Yeah, yeah. It, or the are the speedos. <laughs> yeah, yeah, exactly. And I remember. Um, I remember when there was, there was some talk. I don't know if there was anything serious about it, but Memphis like doing some California appearances and people saying, "Wow, the Rock and Roll Express are going to get over really big because yeah. California is rock and roll." And I'm saying, um, 
No, they're not going to get over it all because um, this is California. This and is the these 1960s. Guys, yeah, yeah, this is in the 1960s. These guys do not look rock and roll to Californians. Yeah. And then the fabulous ones I'm saying, the boys from West Hollywood will be happy. And, and back then, everybody, if they weren't here from here in California, when I said that, they said, I, I don't know what you mean. Yeah. But now it's universal. It's they look at those old videos. And, yeah. And say, uh, yep, yeah, where the, the, where the, the boys the, are. The yes. He-Man look is cool. I, 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 but I mean, what what I like about him is that he changed his style completely, and he's more of a, a high great. flying. He does this cool. Um, he run. The, the, I think you might have seen it where he runs and he like hits an, uh, an elbow. Yes, yes. In the corner, that's I have cool. Seen that. And Grand Guerrero's really improved. I think he might be really? the most improved guy over the last two years. No like, way. Because remember, he used to be a guy that everybody was like, ah, he sucks. He's just a main. He event was just guy. kind of nothing to me. Yeah, he was just he's a main event. Yeah, he's one of those guys. He didn't suck, but he wasn't. Yeah, and no Ultimo, good either. He, he's only there because Ultimo Guerrero's his brother. Absolutely. You know? that's, that's his. That's. But I, that, but I, I and I'm, you know, I'm glad that there's somebody who is a natural technico and is into it because. You know, I, I think that's one of the weaknesses is so many people do not want to be a, a babyface or a technico. Yeah. And and you, even in this day and age where the lines are blurred, you still need somebody who's really good it, at that style. And, you know, it's weird because Niebla Roja went from being a guy who everybody was wondering if he was going to stay in CMLL. Mm-hmm. I think you might have remembered, like, he wouldn't be on shows at some point, at yeah. certain points, because I think he was traveling to the Southwest. and. And suddenly he's like this guy who's featured. Like he's actually like, holy shit, this guy's good. Like, like I'm glad they took the mask off of him because I thought, I thought the mask, what he looked, I probably would have preferred him versus Dragon Lee in the, as as the anniversary main just because they were building up to that. And that yes. was a cool match, but like him with the mask, he, it did nothing to him for him. Like he he's looks so like much. He, he, he like Volador Jr. I think Volador Jr. looks so much charismatic without his mask and the biggest difference like Volador Jr. was cool with the mask because he had a, an original he came up with different ideas for his yeah. mask whereas Niebla was always like the same one and it was like yep. it wasn't it, there wasn't very and you know there wasn't there was a completely different level of quality in, in, in both of those guys oh god yeah yeah, yeah. Both, no work wise a yeah. whole different quality but some people look a lot cooler you know yeah. with a bare face than yeah that entire show was really good um, the big news after this tour uh, I, I'm guessing it was the last show of the tour um drone mm-hmm. showed up in no condition to wrestle oh dear it, there's a there's some highlights somebody posted like clips of that match uh-huh. i'm guessing it's going to be taken down by the time i uh, <laughs> i upload this to um to to the for for people to listen to uh, but he looked really bad and oh people were saying God. that he looked even worse if you watch the entire match, I, I'm guessing wow. they probably they're probably gonna remove it as I try to watch that match. <laughs> like, no, we gotta remove that because everybody's making a big deal out of it. Uh, but you know, it sucks because Drone. First of all, the character in Japan, I always kind of thought something like Drone. It's, it it looks stupid to us, but in Japan, like where it's like all that stuff, like you know, like Voltron and all the that whole stuff. Manga, and yeah, anime. all that stuff. Yeah. I thought it would get over over there. The the futuristic stuff. I thought, man, mm-hmm. this guy's gonna... and he actually apparently was getting over, and he pretty much screwed that up. I wonder what he. Yeah. Oh wow. I don't know if it was alcohol or drugs or what, but he looked really bad. If you watch Fuck. it during the match, the guy would show the guy who actually clip posted the clips. He actually mm-hmm. showed when he did the mat the move right in Mexico, mm-hmm. and then what it looked like in in, in that on that mat on that show. And it looks like it was horrible. Uh, well, one that they never, that even WWE never took down was that, uh, was it Kerry Von Erk? I think he's wrestling Rick Martel. Mm-hmm. And he was like, wasted. just wasted a wreck. And uh, I, I remember being surprised that it got put on their, you know, yeah. 
what is it, their nostalgia section, they, they'll still show that. And I, I think it's still up. I think you can still find it. And, you know, it's, it's weird because, like, they've compared it immediately to Mr. Niebla. Mm-hmm. But it's, like, it, totally different. Mr. Niebla, that is New Japan and CML's fault. Because they knew he wasn't re- yes, unreliable. Yes, you could this see is, that coming. This, this, totally. wasn't, this wasn't like drone where you never really like heard about this. I'm sure yeah. maybe it has happened, but it wasn't something publicly like mentioned or anything. Like he right. Had, he's never had issues in the world. Where Niebel's famous for. Yeah, I've never seen it. Like, maybe on indie shows or like mm-hmm. maybe shows where... Some, but I like for the most part, I've never seen that. Whereas Mr. Niebla, you turn, turn, tune in to Puebla or a, a Tuesday <laughs> show or a Friday show... There was always at least one that one time where he would actually just be sitting there in the corner, or he he looked really drunk, or like Nero Casas and Felino would just like push him to the side and like not want to <laughs> get out him. of the way, let yeah. us work. So I, I I hope I hope he clears it up and apologizes because this is going to be like something that's going to haunt him if he like we've seen. I mean, Mister Niebla, it's one thing that Mister Niebla does it. It's another or shocker. <laughs> there's two guys. Oh yeah, because there's two guys you, who've gotten free passes. Have, have you? Did you see that one show? Um, shocker wasn't able to make the make the show, so like early in the day, they announced Mr. Niebla as his replacement. <laughs> that, that's funny alone. So then Mr. Niebla no showed that I think Cranio ended oh up. Oh my god! Okay, <laughs> okay. Funny. Uh, if I become a promoter, I'm, I'm I want to do one really, really, really stupid thing. So what I'm going to do is I'm going to bring in Shocker and Mr. Niebla as a tag team, yes. and they'll be my ch- they'll be our champions. Yes, they'll be our champions. And- well, I mean, come on, Casas and Shocker. Poor Casas, like he actually has to get hurt for it to really not like. Yeah, it be like, yeah. Okay, um, but yeah, that's that's weird. That's that's one of the things. What was the other match you watched recently? Uh, just just the Dean Amitas match. On oh, the okay, same show just with Adonis. Yeah. So you haven't watched Hechicero's matches. You had a really good gra- uh, match with Jeremiah Junior. That's the one that was suggested by Mark Cole. Yeah, and then he had one this past um, Friday against Cranio, where mm-hmm. Cranio teamed with Mihe, mm-hmm. and I was so excited to talk to him about that match, and unfortunately that didn't happen. I know. But, yeah, um, yeah. <laughs> Mihe got very involved. Um, they've actually um, CML, like I mentioned earlier, they're talking about making a lot of changes, and I think it started. They started doing a couple of changes earlier, like late, like late in 2017, where they would have like match Relampagos, where it was like technical versus technical or Rudo versus Rudo. Mm-hmm. So they've been doing that a lot, and they actually had like a, a Dragon Lee versus Titan match that was pretty good. Oh also. wow! A match Relampago, but they're doing that a little mm. more. Um, the other big news, the first big news of changes, was that they decided to elevate one of the minis. Electrico is now regular size. Oh. Oh, he's he in the main division. Into yes, a, into a big man. Yes, he's a big man. He's a big boy now. <laughs> yeah, yeah. So congratulations to Electrico. You, you've grown enjoy, up. Enjoy, enjoy teaming with Astral and um, Oro Junior versus <laughs> versus Arcangel, Nitro, and Scandalo. Is, is there some sort of? Uh, is there some sort the cursed, of? The cursed. Is it? <laughs> The curse of working the second match. That's right. That's is there is there, is there some kind of uh, rite of passage for that? Like, like, do they circumcise him now that he's grown up? And, <laughs> you know, everybody was hoping Stukita would be the one, but it ended up being Electrico. Wow. Why it's not Stukita who has like a ton of charisma? I don't know, but that's, good question. But yeah. who knows? You never know what's going on in the brass behind any yeah. office. I mean, I I think it's one of those things, whether intentional or unintentional, because I I do think. There can be that unintentional thing where when you're in the eye of the storm and you're running the show, 
you're gonna make a decision that sounds rational to you, but everybody else is like, what the fuck is he thinking? Well, you know, you also know? I think people have like, uh, there's gonna be a bias towards people you know. Oh, absolutely. And then also, absolutely. also like, all of us have different opinions of what good wrestlers are, and even mm-hmm. like, even like us when we when when people talk about like, there could be like. Like, I know, like, people will be like, man, that guy sucks. And it's like, there's going to be somebody who likes that person, that wrestler. Absolutely. And they'll give you, they'll actually, like, debate it. Like, legit give you a debate, and you just don't see it. Mm-hmm. So it's like, it doesn't really, it's totally, not, it's, totally. it, 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 it can vary. And there can be the nepotism where somebody is a family member or a friend. Yeah. And, and even though deep inside they know what they're doing, they're rationalizing, oh, there's a reason why I'm pushing him. It's not because he's my friend, but it still is. Yeah, they, there's a, another match that you should probably watch and people listening should watch. Um, it's just the one good opening match in 2018 so far. Mm-hmm. And I think it'll be the only good opening match in 2018. <laughs> I think I heard it. Because um, this was, the, this was the, the, the show where they um, Fierro was re-gimmicked as El Audaz. Okay. So Yes. Okay. So that match had um, Audaz, Fierro, mm-hmm. and he was teaming up with a couple of other young guys. And uh, against, and t- on the other side was Templario, Yago, and I can't even remember. The other, I think Raziel was the third mm-hmm. guy in that. But it was really good. That's the one I've heard several different people yeah. say, oh my god, you got to watch the opener. And I, that's the one you're trying. Now, the Audaz, is that the same gimmick as the original? Yeah. Okay. Yeah. It got, Hijo Santo made a big stink about it. Like, oh... Uh, here you go. CML is not being creative, and they're they're re gimmicking. They're just using other people's gimmicks. I'm like, I doubt there's a now Das. I don't even know if he's alive. I don't know either, but he, I doubt I he's using his. I don't think he's making money off the gimmick right now. So I don't think so. I, he's the one I think who put out like several LPs. I really? Think, I think. When, when was but when was it? Early seventies. Yeah, no, no, but I did. Just, that's just an aside. I because right. I remember turning out because I saw I saw one of the covers in a Lucha Libre magazine. Where there he is with his mask and he's blowing a trumpet and I don't know if he actually plays but yeah, it, somehow he's it, uh... it's very stupid uh, to argue this stuff because if you look back, um, Hijo Santos been in CML in the past and he's probably even worked with guys who at one point were uh, g- used the gimmick that currently exists the Titan gimmick, Triton, oh, yeah. um, all these gimmicks have been. I've been, I'm guessing CML probably owns, like, probably got the names and the rights to them or something. They probably did eventually yeah. because I'm sure when the whole AAA thing happened, I bet you people went copyright crazy. Yeah. Because <clears throat> I know there's always been, like, trademark and copyrights for people like Santo and Blue Demon, but I'm sure there's tons of wrestlers who were prolific who never even thought of, like, why am I going to copyright my name? Yeah. So during that match, um, they basically started um, saying that they were going to start, CML was going to be a year of change and for this year 2018 and they said there's going to be a lot of new talent and a lot of talent that's already here that's the young talent are going to get opportunities so uh, they debuted a, a female wrestler named Maligna mm-hmm. pretty much you know in average yeah kind of average average but pretty attractive <laughs> so she's in the Sonelli group she's like <laughs> in the, she's in the Sonelli group um, they debuted a guy named Angel Del Amor well, I think mostly wrestled in the full promotion for oh, um, cool. Tinieblas. The, the, the Love Angel. Yeah, I love yeah. That. He's he, but he hasn't. I think he's been working mainly on the the non televised shows. Usually, when when they're going to debut guys, they debut them. They start having them work on the non televised shows. Mm-hmm. Then they'll have them work like the Tuesday show, and then they'll have them work on the Friday show, stuff like that. Um, kind of get their feet wet. Yeah, and then they're bringing obviously the Japanese um, Kawado mm-hmm. from New Japan. I think he's probably going to work there for. Hopefully, he looked pretty. Oh, he looked pretty good in Japan uh, on the on a couple of stuff I've seen, and a Japanese female named Kaho Kobayashi, who I think mm-hmm. is I've heard she's pretty good. So that's the new talent that you're bringing in. Um, 
Yeah, you know, there's there's some changes, a lot of interesting cool. changes. Um, this past Tuesday, yesterday, this past Tuesday, um, you'd some a match you should watch: Titan versus Mephisto. Mm-hmm. Title match, good. Okay. Mephisto retained. Mm-hmm. Bad. <laughs> I think yeah, people just want Titan, Titan and Carbonari and all those guys to win titles. Mm-hmm. But you know, I'm just glad we're getting more quality matches and like that's very good. Yeah, to you know, look it's, to. it's 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 it's. I like this idea of them changing, but you know, it's gonna end up being one of those things where we're hoping for change and nothing really happens. Yeah, there'd probably be somewhere in between. You you don't get your hopes up too much. You get your hopes up too much. Yeah, you're gonna be disappointed. Well, because because you know with CML they're gonna if they, even if they up like improve like they add all these apparently that the minis thing they're gonna have another one. Remember when they did the dem- demo thing where they elevated somebody? Yes. But it was during like a tournament or something mm-hmm. like that. Apparently they're gonna do that again, which. I don't know why they're going to do that because they already did Electrico. If you're going to do it, obviously you're going to elevate Stukita. So then what, yeah, do you, what, do you, what do you do with the rest of the division? I wonder if they're just going to kind of phase out the minis yeah. division at some point. I mean, I, mean, I, don't, I don't picture I hope, that. I hope it... I, I, feel, I would feel bad for Shakercito because yeah. he's, he's good. And Pirotito's... Because there are some people who would be left out in the cold. Yeah, Pequeno I mean, Nitro's pretty Unless good they also. made it for minis the way they promoted minis in the 80s where they really were minis rather than... Here's, than here's, something, you should, here's something you should do. Mm-hmm. Like when you see like the lineups for CML shows, mm-hmm. always notice the minis match that's not on television, like or not even like even like even the the Tuesday show that's not mm-hmm. on Fridays. Always notice that it's always Acero and Aero Aero mm-hmm. versus Pequeño Olimpico, or Pequeño Nitro or Pequeño uh, Violencia mm-hmm. or Pequeño Universal. Those it's always those two like technicals versus those right like, one of the two of those four guys. <laughs> The Pequeños, <laughs> and it's like it's, so. If you're an old school TV fan who misses reruns a lot, yeah. you can you can see the same. We we have this. Rob and I always joke that um, the that that uh, Alexis probably just sits back and um, the photographer mm-hmm. he must just sit back and not even take pictures. <laughs> <laughs> probably he's probably just posting the well, same ones. <laughs> well, it's, it's funny because when you said when you talked about the 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 new additions to the ladies roster i know the quality's not going to be much better and and, and the whole thing isn't going to change but it would just be fun to see a few different faces because that's another one where you see the same people wrestling the same people over well over you know again. the trial the trouble with the women's division is that they have those trios matches all the time i know i did they shouldn't they gotta get rid of that because it's like they don't have enough and it's like it's a waste of time to see oh, it. they don't have enough you don't have anybody who can who can regularly carry the other person. I'm not saying get rid of the women's trios matches, but maybe right. once a week. Well, lessen them. Lessen yeah. them. And one, since you have a smaller roster, if you had just basic tag team or singles matches, you're going to be able to have more variety of matches where you're kind of having the same six women. Not the same, but it feels like the same six women yeah. in every Did trio you, match. You, you missed out on the panic over Zuxi's commenting. She won, she won a, a title, one of the independent titles, mm-hmm. the Generation 21 title. Mm-hmm. And when she posted it on, on, on her social media, she was like, new changes coming in 2018. Mm-hmm. And um, I think she said new projects and, um, and more, more opportunities in the, on the independent scene. She wrote that. People were like, oh, my God, she's leaving CMLL. And I think everybody was like, oh, there goes the, Ross, the, the, the women's division. <laughs> Fortunately, she didn't. She's staying. Excellent. Um, I think the problem with the women's division is that they have so many of the, 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 the lower ones are so bad. And then they just keep they just keep going with that stuff over and they over. They keep going with them, and Tiffany, they and they don't have anybody to guide them really either. Unless yeah. you're with like a like Marcella uh, Amapola, 
you really. And how many times can you see Marcel Amapolo? No, I, absolutely, absolutely. Yeah. But you need somebody to guide them, and and, and that's what I mean. Because you have to add them, and it's and we've already seen them, and it's like they can't even get like a break. We can't get Marcella sitting in the crowd. Like I don't know if you noticed the other thing that you could do. When you're watching Friday mm-hmm. shows, when Marcelo's not booked, uh-huh. you could see her in the crowd. <laughs> really? Yes. I never even know. I never yes. even thought to yes. look for that. Yes, but. she's always in the crowd. And of course, I bring up Amapola because you know she's my favorite. Yeah. Is is it standard uh, status quo for her? She's still just because because doing... right now, really, the, the 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 two women that should get more focus on is Zuxis and Silhouetta. I agree. That, those are the those are the younger ones. They should be the ones, and you can team up with Marcelo Amapola. Princess Suhei, they could be in the mix. But then when you start dr- going down the mm-hmm. card, and it's Tiffany, Comandante. Um, they've added some women, Haruchita, yeah, yeah. Metallica. But yeah, I think that's one of the Dallas things, is, is you have the green the leading the green, and yeah. you need... You need you know, and, and I would bet anything that there's probably some veteran luchadors. I don't think CML would do this, but there's some, probably some veteran luchadors... Who are either retired or I don't want to see them. Back. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, that's no, because I'll never forget going to Tijuana. Yeah, but that's a bad going idea. to Tijuana once. You don't want that. You don't want the veteran women to. That's not the. That's not the way to fix the women's division. The women's division problem is that not, there's, not, there's no there. There's a lack of quality female wrestlers in Mexico, and they keep insisting on having. No, that's women. why I'm saying if you found veteran women wrestlers who knew how to work and know how to carry. Well, Kira. But see, Kira's only like 23, 24, and she's already better than half the... Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. But if you had more people who, who who can lead the crew, that I think that's yeah. really what they don't have. Is they we, need... we don't we don't need the Moreno sisters. Yeah, oh, yeah good, good, very good point. Well, or or Tiffany, point. or... or no, not it's, Tiffany, uh, just, it's just, I remember... Miss Janet. Years ago, like, you know, almost 30 years ago, going to Tijuana, and it was a handicap with Rhonda Singh, who was using her Monster Ripper gimmick against yeah. Lola Gonzalez and just some local Tijuana woman who, who was pretty old. But but the thing I noticed is um, it was a great story of a match to get the feud going where uh, they start off with Rhonda Singh just destroying this uh, Tijuana girl. But the thing is, you could tell, holy shit, this woman, you could tell she was a great wrestler. Yeah. I mean, she was... She was every bit as good as the men, and I and I caught me thinking, does she teach people or is she just somebody who retired and is you know getting a payday? Because then then they had Loa Gonzalez, yeah, go in there against Monster Ripper and you know have all these almost comebacks, but Monster Ripper destroys her, and it was a great start of a feud. Really, I mean, Monster Ripper was over so huge that night. You, you, I mean, they hated her that evening, and uh. You know, I just kind of have thinking there's probably some people who can actually lead these. You know younger. what worries me is that, I don't even think it's leading. They're just bad. Um, you know what, But that's how you stay bad is you stay bad because you're in with other people who don't know what they're doing or not even know what they're doing. They, they're just, they, I mean, that's a big thing when no, you're wrestling. they're just you, bad. But you, <laughs> they're just bad. But it's if a, you have. You could, I, dude, you could have them like bring like, you could have them bring Fabby. Although Fabby's horrible, like as far as mm-hmm. her professionalism, she's not gonna she's not gonna improve any of these. Women. No, that doesn't she's help. Probably just gonna hurt them. The old um, Shigusa Nagayo, let's beat the hell out of yeah, them and tell yeah. them they're not good enough. They're just they're yeah. just they're just not. Some people are good wrestlers. Some yeah. people aren't good wrestlers. Let's just be honest. No, I agree with you. Yeah. I agree with you. But I I would bet there are some who. Is... The trouble is like there's a lot of people in wrestling, who like I said have different opinions of what a good wrestler mm-hmm. is. Absolutely, that, absolutely. Think, I, yeah. So. No, no, and I agree with you. That some people just don't have it. But I I have seen people who 
uh, well, especially indies here, people who probably could improve, but they're gun shy and, and don't want to branch out and yeah. find other people to wrestle. And the only way you learn sometimes is, yeah, but you, you'd be surprised the, how much you're going to... But the women in, in Mexico, mm-hmm. they're all, for the most part, you could count how many good female wrestlers mm-hmm. there are. Um, there's really probably like, if there's 10, I'd be shocked. Mm-hmm. Because a lot of them are really bad, yeah. And then the veteran women are not good at either. Well, and I don't, I don't mean having the veteran women to be on top or anything, but, but it doesn't matter. They're yeah. all bad anyways. But what's just some of those veteran women were really good in the past, like uh, Reina Gallegos, uh, Irma Aguilar. Well, now they're like eighty years old. I know. That's why I'm saying I'm not talking <laughs> you don't about. You mean that? You mean? No, I'm not talking about putting them on top, yeah. but to show people this is <laughs> how to do it. I hope Rob doesn't listen to this podcast because you're going to give him a heart attack. <laughs> well, I, you know, that'll be my contribution. This, this idea, this idea of, of all the all these older women, it's not like it's not. This is a, oh god! I hope they don't do it for a legend show. Like <laughs> the worst thing. No, you, you no. already see the legends and how bad it, it, it's like that with Eric. Like yeah. even like the the men, like the the legends, the Mexican wrestlers. Yeah, like, well, and when I'm saying all... and when I'm saying women wrestlers like Reina Gallegos, I'm not saying they should be the ones to go. No, under. you're talking about like the more recent ones. Like yeah, the but I'm talking about. But think but, about it. Name how many women can you name, not from that era, mm-hmm. but post nineteen ninety five, to current that are veteran women, female wrestlers. No, you're right. I agree. And they're all already probably already old because they started prior to that. Yep. So no, it's like there's not true. the that's Lady true. Apache. She's already like she's, she still looks great, but she's past her prime. And yeah, I mean, you know, it's gonna happen. But like, and the only one that you could think of is are the Apache sisters. And well, Ayako Hamada is another one that's really like so. Mm-hmm. Actually, Ayako Hamada is probably the one that 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 is the best example of what you're saying because she could actually lead somebody. She did that with Taya, and yeah. that was a, that was a match that I actually had as one of the ten best matches of um, 2017. So that's cool. So Ayako well, I wish there were that. more like her but, because. But I, I mean, how many like then? Then you have what happened. Ayako was in that four-way match with Sexy Star. I mean, how professional mm-hmm. can you be when the other women aren't really going to yeah. do it? No, you're right. So it's like... No, that's yeah. a very good point. I'm just... I am I think the thing with, with CML with the women is that it's always just a repetitive women's match. Like, it's not... Oh, totally. It's constant. It's the same group. It's the same formula. And it, and like you said, it's always a six-man, yes. two out of three falls. Yes. It's and just like... That's why I said you got to get rid of the two out of three falls because mm-hmm. you're coming up with... They got to do... What is it? Six ways to win the... Anywhere between two to six ways to get a win. Mm-hmm. And it's always the same thing. And it's mm-hmm. always like, oh, okay, this this fall is... They use the same formula. First fall is short. Second fall is just a short. Third mm-hmm. fall is long. But then it's like the same thing over and over yep. again. It's their, No, I agree. You know, I agree. They got to... Like, and it, it's not just the women. It's also the guys. Some of the matches are very similar, like the trios matches and stuff. Yeah, like that. this is not the golden age for opening bouts. I, re, I do remember... In the late '80s, I mean, the opening bouts on TV were not five stars, but they weren't bad. Man, and, and the weird thing is, some of the guys who would work those openers, like Panico and Franco Colombo, and all those guys, they're in the office now. Like, I, yeah, exactly. It's true. That would it's be true. like you would think they probably would struggle more with the main event matches because, like, as Pirata mm-hmm. Morgan said, these guys can't teach you how to be main eventers because they never were main eventers. Yeah, yeah. But they can actually teach you how to work the the first. Two or three matches, or like a, a, a Coliseo or a, 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 a non televised Arena Mexico show, they'd be able to tell you that. But what do these guys do? They don't even watch the matches. That's so amazing. it's like it doesn't matter. That's like, amazing. I'm pretty sure if they watch the matches, who knows? Again, who knows? Maybe they have a different. Mm-hmm. I mean, Tiffany, I think she's not very good. Mm-hmm. But then you have a guy like Ray Phoenix who says that's his favorite female wrestler. So it's like. It's interesting. Yeah. 
That's that's hmm. gonna we're gonna hold that over him forever. <laughs> I'm gonna I, ask I, him. I'd love to hear his re- seriously. I, not not they're gonna, sardonically. They're gonna, I want to hear his reasoning. They're gonna be. That. They're gonna bring him in for bar wrestling in March. Mm-hmm. Remember how we were talking about maybe going? Oh to well, maybe they're this bringing is Ray Phoenix and Penta. I don't know. Ooh, if you want to go to that, that'd be bitching. I'll ask. I'll ask Penta. If ask them because that sounds. I've been curious about this promotion. And I'm gonna ask Ray Phoenix, dude. You really like Tiffany? Is she your fam- favorite female wrestler? I would love, be like, seriously. <laughs> I would want to hear fifteen minutes. Well, what I what I like hearing is is when somebody in the know praises somebody. Yeah, I love to hear their reasoning behind it because is there something I'm missing, or are they just putting them over for whatever? Yeah, because maybe they're friends know. or yeah. nice yeah. person stuff like that. Like I could see that. Like I I know like like um, Thunder Rosa when I'm her, she's a nice mm-hmm. person. I would put yeah. her over just based off being a nice person. Absolutely. Um, and Profe- professional. And, you know, kind of a lot of people like well. Like, when they watch her on Lucha Underground, they'll be like, she's horrible in the ring. But she really doesn't wrestle that much on, on Lucha Underground. So it's like, mm-hmm. I don't, I, I think, she, I mean, if you compare her to what some of the the, the the CML women are, or actually the women in Mexico, she'd probably be top <laughs> top half. <laughs> so there's a lot of like. Well, and also, I, I, I think there's something said for professionalism. If, if you're, even if you're not that great, but you're doing the job and you're professional. Yeah. I mean. God knows wrestling needs more professionals. <laughs> I mean, CML, I just, and this isn't just to dwell on the women. I mean, they have pure growth working main events, so. That's a crazy Mascarano Dos Mil is still pushed as a main event guy, practically. Wow. Yeah, the whole pure thing just they don't have me this, out. They don't have this whole um, concept. Like, people will often will ask us, like, who's, like, the main guy? Who's, who are the main guys in CML? It's like, there's about a 40-man group on the roster mm-hmm. that they concentrate as main eventers mm-hmm. because they run so many shows during a week. It's like those guys and then maybe like Volador and Ultima Girl are your top two guys. But like everybody, like there's, there's a whole mix of guys. So it's like, it's like at Dragon Lee. What has he done in CML since that yeah. last match? So it's like, yeah. I think and, and and I, who who wants to lay odds that the reason we are going to see Pierre Rose for a while is because uh, his family's there. His family's in yeah. there, and they're on the top bill, and they're probably holding a promotion hostage, yeah. saying, "You want? I'm going to uh, use Daddy here, and that Daddy's is, home. Daddy's that home." That is why I think it is a, a the how many members of this group are there? One, two, three, four, five. That is why the sixth member of Mad, if Conan is listening, the sixth member of Mad. Should be pure growth. <laughs> Are you listening, Conan? Yes. <laughs> Are you listening? We don't have to see him every oh, you... Hey, um, I wanted to ask you. Um, during December, there was a couple of people that passed away on um, Pato Soria, but um, Pepe Ramirez. Yes. Yes. Thanks. I think it's the brother in of fact, uh, Kayam and Enigma de Ori. Yeah. Thank you for bringing him up because, um, yeah, that was a shocker. I didn't know he was in bad health. He is somebody. I've seen him wrestle in Hadco Plaza, mm. but he kind of bowed out of the scene. I don't know why. Uh, I think he got hurt from the injuries. Probably. Sometime in the 80s, but he would be around. I'd see him in the dressing room. Somewhere I have a picture of him with Cam and Enigma de Oro uh, in the dressing room at All Nation Center. Oh, really? And, uh, yeah, one of those guys who, who you could tell was very serious about it. You know, uh, wrestling was a very solemn thing for him. Uh, yeah. you know, it seemed like a very nice guy. Um, well, just like his brothers, brothers are, yeah, really very nice, nice guys yeah. too. Um, yeah, I was, yeah, I was really sad to hear that. Uh, um, 
even though he wasn't actively wrestling, he still really stayed, you know, pretty close to the people mm. in the biz. And and he's one of those guys who I'm not sure exactly when a lot of the second generation guys like uh, Kayam and you know Capitan Oro, Principe Indu, Principe Indu. Uh, yeah, for those who don't know, Kayam uh, Enigma de Oro and Pepe Ramirez, their dad was a wrestler named uh, Chivo Garcia, who's a journeyman in Mexico. And uh, even found some stuff on him in the fifties in Texas. Well, the the yeah. brothers were pretty. Like, they they did they, the Monterey. Yeah, they they were in they? Mexico for quite a bit. Yeah. Yeah. So, but um, I think. Well, they were very like they were they were used like in the the northern portion later like later part. Like, yes, that's Monterey, right. You mentioned Monterey, Juarez, Tijuana. Um, and you know, I really wasn't aware of that until that night when we were at Arena Paraguayo and when Eddie Guerrero died. And when uh, Kayam and Enigma Oro came in the dressing room and, and we told them because that was kind of when a lot of the guys of that generation still weren't using the internet. So they yeah. didn't hear the news and they fell apart crying. Yeah. You know? And I, I, I didn't even stop and think, oh yeah, that does make sense that they would have known him. Yeah, it was um, weird because like the other the guy the other guy who knew because he was online was um, I think our, uh, the guy who's now OG Playboy. Mm-hmm, yes. And... Uh, with fewer tattoos back then and actually some hair. <laughs> yeah, uh, that's he right. He was the that's one that right. brought it up. Yeah. And he, they were like... They were Yeah, we were all like... They yeah, were just we were all like, um, But Ramirez is one who was there from those early, early pioneering days of uh, independent Lucha Libre. Yeah. I... Did you get to see him? Yeah, yeah. In 1981 is when I started going to Hadco Plaza and I saw him at least five or six times. And I'm not sure exactly when he bowed out because I didn't go to a lot of the indie shows from like 83 to, to until until like 87, 88. I, was gonna say, I yeah. thought you were like 2000. <laughs> I <was> like, <laughs> but I don't, yeah, I, I don't remember. 17 years. Yeah. No, I, I kind of really started to stray from Lucha, especially when I was act- wrestling American style. Yeah. But uh, th- what changed that was, and I've told the story a jillion times, uh, seeing Negro Casas for the first time is what made me just like, just want to just totally embrace Lucha again. I mean, he just totally whetted my appetite. I can't believe you it. didn't make it as a jobber in WWE. Thank God I didn't. You would have been really small though, right? Like, oh God, like, I would, yeah. yeah. Well, uh, you know, Dan Farron and I had, had an idea back then for an angle between me and Conan. We put a big rooster head on Conan. And I go up to him and go, I'm a chicken, Hawk, and you're a chicken. <laughs> and, and then we have to get his southern accent down. I'll well, 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 tell you, boy, I'll tell you. Get the foghorn leghorn. Uh. But, uh, that was a horrible idea. <laughs> it was. It was. It's a very horrible idea, which is why we never suggested it. <laughs> I'm sure Kodan would be like, he probably would have just been like, that is really bad. Oh, totally, totally. <laughs> No, it's nothing we ever seriously thought about yeah. doing, but we thought, wouldn't it be funny? And when Johnny Legend's Incredibly Strange Wrestling... It yeah, would have been, it would have been possible. Yeah, absolutely. Now, now nobody would want to do that. Like They'd be like, you guys are insane. But yeah, but thank you for remembering to bring him up, because yeah. I, 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 it slipped my mind to bring it up in this episode. But yeah, one of the you know, one of the Ella, Ella boys gone, I mean, we're actually really lucky to have a lot of the older ones around. Uh, Gil, Gil Ari- Ariano yeah. is still happening. Ben Golly still has his barber shop. And oh, really? I, in, in fact, he's somebody we should look up sometime because I heard. You know what we should do is we should start interviewing. Now that you're retired, we should interview them. Mm-hmm. And like um, Principe Indu. 
can tell us like how, how he wrestled the Midnight Express. Oh, that'd be different. awesome! That'd and, be awesome. We'll, and we'll be all excited, like whoa! <laughs> and then we'll have like Superboy come in and like as he as he's telling the story, or we'll just have Superboy like there also on Superboy. You never wrestled that though, so and so. And I can just see a look on Superboy say he'll squint his eyes and go, oh come on guys, yeah. I can just see it. We, he would be telling us. <laughs> I can imagine like yeah. you know I wrestled so and so. Whoa, you wrestled this guy, and he's like oh he didn't wrestle. He wrestled like he probably tells I wrestled Ric Flair once, and it's. It was probably like Rock Riddle or, or, or Larry Sharp. Yeah, yeah, Larry Sharp or something. I actually, uh, no joke, there was a wrestling magazine called Official Wrestling in the early 80s. It was like one of the worst wrestling magazines I ever saw. And they did a story on Ric Flair and you see these action pics of Ric Flair and yeah. it says, here's Ric Flair uh, um, posing in front of one of the, the many classic cars he owns. And it's a picture of Larry Sharp. <laughs> and he's wearing a suit that Ric Flair would never be caught dead wearing. Yeah, I mean, yeah. it looked... It, it, it looked like Felix the Cat's magic bag. Like the, they were the suits my parents used to buy me. When I, I was wonder a kid. if Flair actually saw that and would be like insulted. Like he probably called the the, the magazine. Yeah, really, it. really. Like, yeah, if I remember yeah. right, somebody in the biz ran at like Saul Weingaroff or one of those. Mm. I, I but it, it it was one of those things I'd buy every issue just. Because I Oh yeah, you'd read read the stories and it'd be doubled over, and then they have these these trivia contests for the fans. And uh, the winner gets the biggest prize of all, knowing that you were correct. <laughs> <laughs> that was the prize they yeah. offered. Jeez. Oh, um, well, the last news, um, Kaifan is retiring. Oh, really? Yeah. He decided to retire his knees. He's kind of walking like, um, remember Nicho? Oh, yes. How he was yes. walking psychosis. Oh, dear. He's kind of walking like that. He said he, he kind of thinks um, his knees kind of... How old the guy is he? I'm guessing he's probably in his early 40s wow. or late 30s wow. or something. Yeah, yeah. um... He's, he's been around, but it's sad because he's really good. <laughs> that is sad, and, and I guess that's part of the the more high-impact style. Anyway, time we were talking about this the other night, I remember... Uh, well, I mean, he's, he's been doing more mat wrestling over the years, but still, you know, even like... Oh, yeah, yeah. He yeah. still did a diver. You know, even if you don't do it, you're still going to get hurt. No, it's true. Yeah. It's true. But I, I, I do... You do see more people calling it quits earlier than in the past because... Remember how we were talking the other night? I, well, it's usually the good ones that call it quits early. The, the smart ones. The intelligent ones. Mel Mascara, 2018. Mel Mascara is still wrestling, guys. He's trying to get resurrected. How old is Mel Mascara in 2018 now? Uh, let me think. Uh, he's got to be like 80, no? Yeah, he, he's right around there. I want him to continue, like, even though people don't want him. Like, I want him to continue, like, at, even, like, at, with a, with a, with with a, a walker. walker like, <laughs> Or have he have his his partners get decide to make it look like they're about to encounter them, but if you look closely, they're holding him up. Yeah, they're holding him. Sure yeah, they fall down. They're like, they're like posing like <laughs> one on each side. Yeah, it's ready for action. That'd be awesome. And then you hand him the bike, and he goes, "I want to bitch about the kids who keep trampling on <laughs> yes. my lawn every day. God damn it!" And or like like um, that for that person sitting in the back row. Um, those pictures, please stop taking those. <laughs> <laughs> yes. Yes. <laughs> My favorite is when he told the little six-year-old yes. girl she had to turn off her camera or she'd be removed that. from the arena. Oh, my God. Um, oh, well, uh, what was I saying? You were saying how the retiring at a young age. <laughs> I don't know. But you, no, no, you, you and like Kaifan... There, there was a story I, I was reading that apparently there's a surge in people in their 20s who are getting hip replacements. Wow. And it's due to all the extreme sports yeah. that are the thing and while i think in lucha i think they're trained better to 
for those kinds of moves, they're still going to be on high insulin. Yeah. yeah. And of course, here in the states, all the garbage promotions when where they're just trying to do a whole bunch of stunts. I, I can picture a lot of hip replacements yeah. at a young age. So, Kurt, as this show winds down, are we going to bar wrestling to see Penta? I think we're going to bar. What What is the date? Do you know? Uh, March something. I like that. That's the month of my birthday, so that'd be a good birthday present. Let me see. I'll look up bar wrestling. It's on Twitter. Yes. I like how this is a. Actually, Taya's on the next show. Oh, cool! In February. But I mean, come on, really. The rest <laughs> of that show, that show looks like it doesn't look good because it's like Taya, somebody I'd be interested in interviewing. Mm-hmm. But like the rest of the, the actual show, going to watch it, it has like James um, Ellsworth, mm. the Spirit Squad. This, oh, really? this is Joey uh-huh. Ryan's. This is Joey Ryan's promotion. So right. you know, it's like when he when he announced um, when he announced that. That Ray Phoenix and Penta would be on that show. I was like, oh, actually, some good wrestling. Exactly. That I yes. Yeah. Yes. Because I know some of our friends. Oh, go that would that be show. so cool if, if if they did the dick spot with Joey Ryan. March eighth. March eighth. I think we're gonna have to pencil that in. Yeah, March eighth, twenty. Yes. But look at this. Pre-sale twenty dollars. Well, you're gonna have to decide if you want to go. You could decide if you want to mm-hmm. get the pre-sale tickets. Thirty dollars standby tickets at the door. Wow. So you. You have like a couple... I don't know if they sold out or anything. Yeah, I'm about to look into it. Yeah. It sounds fun. February 22nd. Oh, wait. Who else? Oh, Killer Cross. Uh, Killer Cross. Yeah. Kevin Cross. Kevin Cross Killer from Triple Cross sounds so cool. Yeah. It sounds so much cooler than Kevin Cross. Yeah. Usually the name Killer sounds redundant. Willie Mack's on that show also, so that's... Oh, nice. that's worth going to. Well, the, the February 22nd. Oh, oh, I see. But see, they're so close together. February 22nd and March 8th. They're kind of clear. I wonder, I wonder how big a place it is. and Yeah. This sounds fun. Well, it's good to be back. Uh-huh. And, uh... See you guys in two months. That's right. <laughs> we'll, it'll be episode number 90 where we'll once again cover a show that we went to but did not attend. Yes, where we stayed outdoors. Well, and I think we should also point out we are not the only ones who walked away from the cold. There were, yeah, yeah, you know... The, uh, there were yeah. several entire families. Yeah, who, there was like a family of like... It was all guys, too. It wasn't like they didn't have... It wasn't like a woman in that group. Right. It was like five guys. Yeah, they're saying, screw this. <laughs> yeah. Well, uh, until then, ladies and gentlemen, Hare Krishna, bless your Lanka, may God be with you, and we will be seeing you very, very soon in the near, near future.